Hello, everyone. This is the Indian Diaspora Podcast, back here with episode 27. Uh, this is your host, Shashi, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Vijay Vishwas and Neeraj. And today, in keeping with the season and keeping with the times, we're going to talk about the Indian festival of Holi, which is one of the most raucous festivals uh, in, in the entire Indian calendar, uh, celebrated all across the country, a complete riot of colors, and, uh, and it is a riot in many other ways as well. It's a festival that we carry on celebrating, at least I do, um, and we have our own Holi get-together next weekend. But I know that our, uh, our co-host Neeraj is off to a Holi party. So Neeraj, do you want to start us off by telling us what is it that you're up to today in the festival of Sure, sure. So right now, actually, I'm headed to a park, and uh, we are expecting a crowd of 300 people where we would be of course, playing with the colors, going with the tradition of Holi. And uh, we're going to have a DJ. We're going to be playing music. Most of the music, you know, would be around Holi songs that Bollywood has produced in various movies, starting from our favorite, our favorite movie, Shole. So there'll be music. There'll be Indian food. But the food and music is just a part of, uh, you know, the gatherings in the United States. The main part is going to be the color. The main part is going to be throwing the water and uh, making sure that everybody gets colored, everybody gets wet, and has fun. Now, it's not like the way we used to do it in India, and I think we'll definitely talk about it, uh, where I remember people carrying these colors that will not come off for months. Uh, it included some kind of oil-based paint. Uh, we used to call it eucalyptus paint. I don't know what that was, or I still don't know what that is. And there were some friends that would actually use these nasty combinations of oil and water. So it won't be like that, but it'll be a complete rainbow. It'll have all these water-based and food-based coloring. So that's where I'm headed to. Uh, I'm gathering a little bit of water supplies and uh, drink supplies, uh, non-alcoholic drink supplies, just to be clear, because we are in a public park. So that's where I'm headed to. And I want to see how, what memories do you have? I have some really good memories and I have some faded memories so I'm going to try to recollect them. But Neeraj, before we get to the memories, uh, I mean, you're in Florida where it is warm enough. <laughs> um, so, you know, that is one place where I think you can play with water and it looks like that's what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think, uh, so, I, I, that's a good question. So when I lived in Richmond, Virginia, we used to do actually do Holi pretty much towards the end of the March when the weather would be a little warmer. And of course, it will involve water and colors. But you are right. Since coming to Florida, it has been an annual ritual where the weather is warm 24, you know, 24 hours, 12 months a year. So, so right now, I don't even know what the temperature outside is. Oh, my car is showing 84 degrees. So it is 84 degrees out there, and I am wearing white shorts and white t-shirt, and I'm I plan to get totally soaked today. Well, wonderful. I mean, that is a luxury that you have in Florida, which unfortunately some of us don't because in London it is cold. It's about five degrees centigrade right now and playing with uh, water is just not on. But Vishwas, you are in, uh, you're in Delhi. Um, it's nice and warm in Delhi. Is the plan to play with water in Delhi this, this year? So, yes, some, uh, there is a lot of uh, wet holy, uh, so to speak, <clears throat> that is played in Delhi. Uh, not that uh, I play it anymore. I uh, prefer the dry holy now, which is basically just token coloring. There is music, there is lunch and, and social gatherings. But uh, but uh, the wet kind of holy is played a lot by 
a much younger crowd and a number of people who are invited uh, uh, don't turn up because it's so difficult for them to come out of their houses because of the wet holy days so for example in some of my relatives they stay in pahar ganj they're saying they'll not be able to come at because a, it is raucous lunch. because because they say it's it's very difficult to come out uh, and and stay dry uh, and go anywhere yeah <clears throat> so yes uh, that is that is uh, uh, it is played uh, it's sort of a bifurcation the 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 elder crowd has more social and dry holy the younger crowd has you know the wet kind right right and, and vijay coming to you when was the last time that you played holy with proper water and colors and all that yeah the last time so as you as i think a couple of people mentioned it's uh, really cold here also in the northeast uh, we just got ice last night so uh, we don't end up playing holy here uh, it's been years so the last time i played was when we were in india when you know i went with my family for a three year assignment to bangalore so from 2012 to 2015 uh, we lived in this community where they would arrange you know the day of holy or or the weekend whatever was more, more convenient uh, a whole holy celebration so that's when we really got back into celebrating the festival for a few years and my kids were quite young when we went there uh, my son was 7 my daughter was 4 so for the next 3 years they got to play with all the kids in the community it was a lot of fun i think it kind of brought back all the fond memories of the good parts of holi i also have some not so good uh, recollections uh, of the festival but in those three years we had a good time we would all dress up in white clothes and uh, we had a lot of expatriates in the community so about half the community was expatriate so the people who had come from different parts of the world the europeans etc and even the americans they loved playing it they, they really enjoyed uh not just the the colors and the festive mood but we would also have food stalls and stuff like that so it was just a a fun time in the morning where everybody got together and enjoyed each uh, you know each other's company and and had to play with colors also well that's that must have been a wonderful experience and your children are much older now um i do hope that they remember some of it my own experience is that you know ever since i left india all those years ago it's not been possible to play holy in the way that we did in india but dry colors is definitely a thing and you know it's an occasion for the family to get together as i mentioned at the beginning of the of the show we are hosting a big family get together next weekend but a great experience that we had is that uh, in 2014 we were in india during holy and you know my son was about 11 at the time he had heard all these stories about how rockus holy can be and how you play with colors and all that and that was an occasion where he got to experience it now holi is also you know a festival that comes at different times of the month depending upon the hindu calendar and that year it was very late in the year it was towards the end of march it was nice and hot um, you know a great day to play with colors and we had a an absolutely fantastic time with uh, my my son playing my, with my nieces <clears throat> you know it's an experience that unfortunately uh, it's very difficult to replicate unless you're in a warm place um but going back memories of childhood with holi you know what 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 sticks out in your mind um vishwas do you want to start us off yeah so my earliest uh, uh memories uh, would have been my preteen memories maybe uh you know five or six and i remember so much of fun uh, uh <clears throat> holi was basically a way by which uh, we were able to make friends 
at least that is how i would see it uh, you know if you play holy with someone at that age and uh, you stay in touch with them for some time those those are probably your closest friends and uh, uh so with the with the neighbors kids with the uh, with classmates and uh, we used to play holy in kharagpur as well so so those are my best memories you know all friends uh, uh, good friends are the ones that are also you know part of the cast in my holy memories well it's a fantastic way to socialize isn't it <clears throat> is that uh, in neeraj um, holy is played in slightly different ways across india but by and large it's been a very unifying festival uh, <clears throat> you've lived in you grew up in rajasthan you lived for four years in bengal um, did you find any real difference in the way holy celebrated such, such different parts of the not not much actually so you, you know the when you say we lived in bengal we actually lived in a college campus so i didn't per se didn't get to see the typical bengali holy but it was more of a college campus for me right so and college campus holy was no different than the way we played back in uh, my hometown right back in uh, alwar uh, and as vishwas mentioning the holy used to be more of a communal event where the community would get together and because of the you know the, the nature of the festival and all that there was never an element of religion or or or, or caste or whatever people talk about that these days we were always going out with colors and playing with whoever had bag of colors and would use it on us right and of course there were some elements that my dad would say watch out they would be using grease and my father was a little bit scared about these things so so we had a very muted holy within our local mohalla community and it will be all about colors and water and it will be only with the friends there won't be as much bifurcation but that is true that the elders usually stayed at home we would go and just use the dry color on them but youngsters do all sort of uh, you know the waters the mixed paints and oil based paints so we did that right you've lived in different parts of the country vijay uh did you notice any difference in the way holi's played across the country um not really so uh, you know i i am from originally from south india and i guess holi was not a big deal there but because i grew up in the army uh we traveled to different parts of the country i would say it was very similar in the army establishment anyway things are much more structured and i think uh, some of the elements that neeraj was talking about uh, were sort of missing it was uh, more wholesome and uh, we had a good time and there was pretty much similar experiences irrespective of where i went across india i think in the end when i did my high school in delhi when uh, when my dad moved there uh, on a posting and then eventually he moved on i stayed in delhi to do my 9th through 12th grade that's when uh, holi became a little more crazy for me and i started disliking the festival quite a bit you know as i think some of the things neeraj was mentioning in terms of uh, you know people using all sorts of different things for color the one that comes to mind is potassium permanganate <laughs> people yeah. put that in liquid and <clears throat> and use that and that's the stuff that would stay on you for for weeks and people would have a pink face <laughs> for a few weeks it was kind of crazy but then people would also do shady things like you know crushing up batteries and using the yeah. paste from that I, i don't know people got a kick out of trying out such a different things and i would end up with some sort of uh, eye irritation or skin infection or something and people would just get really carried away and I started disliking the festival in those few years that I was in Delhi. So yeah, early memories were really good. Later during high school, not so good just because probably uh, you know, just a lot of you mentioned rockers, right? I guess the festival can be quite crazy depending on where you go. 
Yeah, you know, Vijay, I think the issue here is that, um, I mean, it's a festival with a huge amount of fun and color and all that. And as a child, that's what you enjoy. But I think, if, you know, among grown-ups, it becomes a much bigger problem because <clears throat> the hooligan elements in every neighborhood come out and they think that they have license on this day to go and disrupt everybody's lives. The, some of the colors that I, you know, you've, Nita just mentioned, and as of you, some of the colors that I used are of very shady chemicals, <clears throat> many of which may be very toxic, and they leave behind, you know, an, a very un, sort of unpleasant taste behind. But, you know, it's interesting just, uh, I mean, so I grew up in Rachi, you know, in a very sort of tightly knit neighborhood. And my recollection of Holi is that within the neighborhood, you know, I mean, all, uh, my dad and all of his colleagues were of a similar educational background, similar social status and all that. And among all of them, <clears throat> there was this general camaraderie where people would come around. And the two memories that I have is the kids would go and play with color, uh, with water. And thankfully, because the parents were wearing these colors, they were all supposed to be um, at least regulated and more decent. But the other thing was food. You would pile on, you would just go from house to house to house and just pile onto the food and everywhere, you know, the, the aunts would cook, you know, fantastic food and you would just go and pile onto the food. It was just a beautiful experience that way. But among the grown-ups, there were two things that went wrong. One is this hooliganism that goes on with um, dangerous chemicals. The other thing, which you cannot forget about Holi, is bhang. Um, now, <clears throat> for those who are not familiar with bhang, I mean, this is basically just cannabis pasted and, and uh, made into, um, you know, sort of diluted in water or, dilu or mixed in other foods. But it's a very strong intoxicant and it's very deeply associated with holy. Um, and, you know, it can create a huge amount of problems. Did you, did any of you confront this problem of too much bhang being consumed during holy? Well, the first time I got exposed to bhang during holy was during the Kharagpur days. That's when we used to actually even in the mess have uh, lassi with bhang in it, right? So that was the first time I got to see it. Uh, didn't really much enjoy the taste, so obviously didn't take too much. But so I guess I haven't experienced a situation where people took too much of it and and got drunk or whatever, got high and and caused a lot of problems. But that might have been some of the root cause of what I saw in my Delhi days. Uh, but that was my first exposure during Kharagpur. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah, Neeraj, go ahead. No, no. So for me, I think the first time I tasted bhang was the third year in Kharagpur, right? And that was the thandai they made, the, the, which is bhang plus, uh, I'm guessing, uh, the you know, the lassi, the buttermilk and with the, some other nuts. So so the experience was, uh, and you know, it takes time for the bhang to hit you. So the first time you're drinking, you don't, you're, it's not hitting you and you're going glasses after glasses, but when it hits you, that was, uh, it was a semi-pleasant experience, to be honest, right? But the bad part was that when I woke up uh, uh, after a few hours, I had no idea what just had happened. And that's the part I don't like, uh, having, uh, like, oh, yeah, we went out, we did this, we did this, we drank that, and we came back, and I'm just waking up after, like, eight hours uh, in the evening. So so that was the kind of experience we had. But you're right, Bhang has been a big cultural part of Holi, and uh, and even though it was made illegal because of, uh, you know, the, you know, the history about that, but during Holi, it's not taboo at all. Nobody cares. It's all there freely. Uh, I've seen younger children, not like the, uh, you know, uh, teenagers, but slightly older having laddus, green laddus. That's what we used to call them. Yeah, Bhankaladu. Right? So, <clears throat> Bhankaladu, right? So, so there have been 
pretty plenty of that involved. Now in US, of course, that has been replaced by vodka or tequila. <laughs> so, so that's so the, it's not the bhang there anymore because uh, until recently it was illegal. Recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. So it has been replaced by tequila and vodka in, in those cases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting how bhang came to be associated with holi so much because, you know, in in uh, Hindu tradition, bhang is more associated with shiv, and uh, uh, and you know, holi is more associated with Krishna. And in fact, if you look at it culturally, the most colorful, the most boisterous holi is played in Barsana near uh, near Mathura, which is where they have the most elaborate holi festival with thousands and thousands of people gathering color being thrown all over the place and so on. So Barsana ki holi is the one that is really counted as the most, uh, the, the most sort of memorable and most viewable holi from all. <clears throat> but in the middle of all of this, you know, again, we should talk a little bit about these festivals have a significance in Hindu mythology and, 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 uh, and religion and all that. And it's by and large forgotten. <clears throat> so how many of you remember um, what uh, the whole festival of Holi is actually associated with. And I was going to bring that topic to you, right? Because you seem to have a little bit of more knowledge that. So back in the school, we studied studied about Prahlad and Holika, right? Yeah. That's the and then we are forgetting that you know typically we think Holi as color, and we think of Holi as bhang and eating malpuas and going to different houses. But there's another uh, tradition of Holi that people have forgotten: burning of the Holi day exactly. before. And using the moongfali, the peanuts, yeah. and all those things. So that I actually, to me, that was equally big part of our tradition. So we used to call it choti holi, small holi, yeah. and buddy holi with a regular holi. And uh, uh, when we were in Virginia, for some reason, we kept that uh, the choti holi tradition on. Uh, I think over the time, even I had forgotten, and we had forgotten, unless somebody just mentioned to me like, "Hey, are you doing choti holi?" And I'm like, "Huh? Oh, completely forgot." That that used to be a tradition. So I, I, I'm yeah. going to wait for you to elaborate on that. Yeah, the story is so you know this is among the the ten incarnations of Vishnu, the Dashavatar tradition, where um, <clears throat> this is I think um, four, fifth fifth of the uh, of the ten avatars, the Narsimha avatar, which is what uh, is associated with Holi. So the, the the story actually the fourth and fifth are both associated with Holi in some ways. You know, so the fourth avatar, which is the Varaha avatar is to go and fight against this monster called Hiranyaksha. And then Hiranyaksha has this brother called Hiranyakashipu, um, <clears throat> who, whose son is Prahlad. And Prahlad is a big devotee of Vishnu, uh, which his father doesn't like. Um, and Prahlad's, uh, and Hiran- Hiranyakashipu's sister, Holika, has this uh, power that she can't be burned. So um, Hiran- Hiranyakashipu asks his sister to go and sit with Prahlad in a fire to burn him because he's a devotee of Vishnu. Uh, and by magic, what happens instead is that despite having this power of not being burned, it's Holika who's burned. So what you're calling Choti Holi, uh, Neeraj, is what's also called Holika Dahan, the burning yeah. of Holika. And that's celebrated the day before Holi uh, with a big bonfire, and that's a big tradition. <clears throat> that bonfire tradition is actually very common. I mean, certainly growing up, you know, that was a big part of uh, where I grew up. In fact, in 2014, again, the, as I mentioned earlier, when we were in India, in Allahabad, you know, there was a big <clears throat> bonfire that we did. And then the next day when you celebrate Holi, it's about the fact that uh, Vishnu in his Narasimha avatar has destroyed Hiranyakashipu. 
uh, and of course Holika is destroyed and Prahlad has now become this big supreme devotee of Vishnu. That is the tradition behind, well actually that's, oh, I'm not sure about the tradition, but that's the sort of mythological foundations of the festival of Holi. Yep. So did you, uh, Neeraj and, uh, uh, sorry, Vishwas and, and Vijay, um, I'm sure you knew some of that, but when you celebrate Holi, does it strike you that that's what the, uh, th- th- does that association with the mythology strike you at all? <laughs> Not in my case. I do remember, <laughs> actually, you guys talking about it remind me of the Holika Daha and, and that's the fact that there used to be this thing the previous day, but uh, Holi for me is always about fun with colors and it was more of a community festival than really I really didn't think too much about the significance of uh, you know the mythology and all that sort of preceded it yeah yeah but actually you know I mean if you look back at um, Hindu festivals I mean all of them have deep roots in mythology somewhere Um, now whether people make that association when they go and celebrate or not is a different issue but there are deep roots to all of these festivals and this is definitely one of them Interestingly, you know, I mean, <clears throat> in a future podcast, we should talk about traveling around India as well. But um, in my traveling around, you know, when I've gone and visited old temples, um, it's striking that the incarnation of Vishnu that was worshipped the most um, until about 500 years ago was not Ram or Krishna, but actually Varaha. So Varaha, the sort of bore incarnation of Vishnu, is the one that was worshipped by far the most for about a thousand years. And there are temples of Varaha all over the, you know, what you would call the, the Hindi belt of India, you know, Madhya Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh, all over the place. So interesting. But <clears throat> can I ask you in a different way about uh, Holi? You know, Holi was also, at least in my family, a time where we would visit our elders and the way of showing respect to them was putting a bit of color on their feet. Is that something that any of you did as well? Not really, no, uh, <clears throat> not in not in our family, no. Right. So not not on the not you know, on the feet, but we use that more as a tilak, right? You would go and use it that on their forehead. Uh, so for some reason, my father, as much as we did the touching feet to the elders, he was very very finicky about it. Like there were no women should ever touch feet of any elder, and it was only boys who could touch the feet so so right. so that so that there was a little bit of uh, limited on that too uh, but we did go out you know we did uh color put like a tika like on the forehead to our elders so that's all that that was the kind of limited age you know uh, it's interesting <clears throat> i mean of course this may be different in different parts but um holika dehen is one time where i think at least in the traditions that i've seen uh, barriers of caste and class and all that get broken and people celebrate together. In fact, they will go and hug each other and the men will go and hug each other in a way that I don't think, think happened in other parts of the year. Um, and that was quite in, in, interesting to me as well. <clears throat> There's actually a very interesting story told by Amitabh Bachchan, whose family were, of course, very, very liberal. Um, his father, the, uh, the very renowned poet Harivansh Rai Bachchan, was a bit of a social liberal, um, you know, completely out of sync with the times. But Amitabh Bachchan tells the story that uh, in their house, the celebration of Holi would start on the evening of the Holika Dehen with um, his father going and putting color on the feet of their jamadar, the guy who came to clean their toilets. Um, 
And, you know, I found that to be a pretty incredible story. I mean, for somebody to be doing that in the 1940s, 1950s, uh, was one way of breaking down the caste barriers like nothing else. But guys, you know, <clears throat> let me ask you a different question. If you had the choice to go back to playing with color and enjoying Holi the way we used to, um, is this something that would entice you back into your childhood days? Vijay? Yeah, I think so. I think my association with Holi, especially the last time when we were in India, was really positive. I think uh, it's such a such a colorful festival. You just look around and there's, you know, as you said, a riot of colors. Uh, people are having a good time. If you know, if it's all done in a good-natured way, where everybody's having a good time, behaving themselves, it's actually a wonderful festival. That I, uh, you know, it's a good thing I had that uh, that uh, experience because it erased some of the past not so great memories, uh, you know, that I had. And I think I would love to engage in it again, especially you know, the weather's good here. Unfortunately, it's so cold, but uh, hopefully, we have one of these seasons sometime in the near future where. It's unseasonably warm and we could probably celebrate it here too. But I, I think I would enjoy uh, doing Holi again uh, with the right company for sure. Yeah. Vishwas, so about you? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, you know, there is this association with uh, uh, younger days, Holi, younger days. Uh, and uh, uh, like I was saying, the... The playing of uh, Holi was always with friends. So, so so all of that is very positive connotations. We would love to recreate, uh, you know, some of that magic. Absolutely. And I, I want to ask Neeraj because he's off playing Holi today. So um, I know what he would do if we had a chance. So, so for me, you know, Holi has been a part of uh, childhood, right? So so coming to Virginia Tech, we were able to maintain it. And we did on and off. This is one, I think there are few Indian festivals, few Indian uh, things that I would like to continue, right? And Holi is one of them. And you don't have to go behind the mythology and the tradition and all that thing, but it is spring. It is the beginning of spring season. It brings the friends and family closer. There are only few occasions when my children get to go out on uh, Indian things, right? It's not like they, they are asocial or antisocial, but they have their own stuff. They have the Halloween and Christmas and all that. And we talked it, talked about it in one of the episodes uh, that Holi and Diwali are the probably two things which keep us together as an Indian community. And actually Holi more than Diwali because Diwali tends to be a smaller group, 10 people in the house. Holi tends to be a bigger group of 100, 200 people in a public park. You get to meet, you get to see. So this is something that I think I would love to continue as long as I can. Uh, I'm not going to mix oil-based colors. But I will definitely not stop playing with the water. For me, dry holy will never be a thing unless uh, there's a medical reason for it. So I hope to continue this, man. I, I think all of us need to plan a trip to Florida during holy. Yeah. That's where the weather is good. Yeah. Maybe that's the, yeah. that's the time we choose to have a, uh, a sort of a reunion for the four of us. Uh, and it's the location is perfect and we can... Be part of your party there, man. Hey, Vijay, you know what? Uh, half of your group is already working out of Florida, so uh, I think it's time <laughs> yeah, for you to it's time for you to just not just Jew and uh, Shashi and all that. Just bring as many as possible. Now, let's spend from March 2024 for this. And we'll do a podcast from on location. <laughs> yes, we would. Yeah, great. I think that's a, that's a great thought to finish on, guys. You know, I think uh, I would echo everything that you've said, which is that. 
this is a, a festival that brings back such such fond memories of childhood, such colorful memories, such happy memories, that given half a chance, we would all go back and relive uh, those happy experiences once again. So we'll take you up on that invitation, Neeraj. We're going to look for a year when it's holy is even later in the year and pile on to you and have a wonderful time with all of you. Uh, <clears throat> I think let's finish up on that uh, and we'll, uh, we'll come back next week with a new topic. But um, I think we should all wish our listeners a very happy Holi, and I hope you have a grand time. Um, enjoy the festival, enjoy being with family. And if you are not able to enjoy the festival, look it up online and see what goes on in places like Barsana, and you will be amazed at just how colorful this festival actually is. I want to actually end in the thought here that although Holi is not played in the United States, there are several cities that actually do the colorful run. And they, they do like, semi, like half marathons, 5K, 10K, and they use the same colors. So although it's not Holi, it's not the same thing, but it is similar in the sense that, you know, the community comes together, does a run for a charity cause, and they use colors. So there's an alternate version out here, too. Yeah, and, and perhaps we can wish, uh, uh, and I don't, I don't know how many people know this, but perhaps we can wish uh, people a happy new year also, because Fagun is the last year of the Hindu calendar when Holi is celebrated. So after that starts the new starts Hindu new calendar year. year. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode about the Hindu festival of Holi. Uh, we're signing off here with episode 27. This is the Indian Diaspora podcast. We will be back again next week with a new topic.